Episode 59 Genesis 19 verses 12 to 26 The destruction of Sodom Wake up world But I want to remind you though you once knew this that the Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt afterward destroyed those who did not believe and the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh are set forth as an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire Jude verses 5 to 7 eternal fire along with all of its associated pains is real hell is real and the Bible has given us examples of it to show us both how to avoid it and what the consequences are for not doing so Genesis 19 verse 12 the two men said to Lot do you have any other relatives in this city do you have any sons-in-law sons daughters or any other relatives if you do tell them to leave now we are about to destroy this city the Lord has heard of all the evil that is here so he has sent us to destroy it not all of our tragedies are because of sin but some come to save a person from even worse when a child dies for all we know God looked through time and saw that death was far better than what otherwise would have happened we simply cannot know what God knows and what we perceive as evil may have a very good reason the Bible shows very clearly that judgment upon Sodom was directly the result of their sin and the authority ascribed to the judgment by the messengers was clear the Lord has sent us to destroy it disaster was to come upon Sodom and disaster has come upon the world Sodom was destroyed and the world has been given the grace and the chance to repent just as wicked Nineveh was when Jonah was sent to them but of course we haven't does anyone think God stopped watching do you think God isn't still warning verse 14 so Lot went out and spoke to his future sons-in-law they were pledged to marry his daughters Lot said hurry and leave the city the Lord is about to destroy it but they thought Lot was joking the warning from the angels rings today get up get out of this perverse place for the Lord will destroy this nation the midnight cry was heard in Sodom and it will be heard again someday at the coming of Christ for his bride those who are left will receive the judgment of God upon their unrighteousness verse 15 at dawn the next morning the angels begged Lot to hurry they said go take your wife and your two daughters with you then you will not be destroyed when the city is punished four people only four Abraham had asked the Lord to spare the city if ten righteous could be found not even half that came out alive verse 16 but Lot delayed 
So the two men took the hands of Lot, his wife, and his two daughters. The men led them safely out of the city. So the Lord was merciful to Lot and his family. Amazingly, Lot lingered. He halted in his steps as the men implored him to move. The Bible doesn't tell why. But if we go back to chapter 13, we're reminded that he was a man of wealth. He had flocks and herds, tents and servants. He had so much stuff that he and Abraham couldn't live together. He was also a judge in Sodom. Lot had many things. He had status and he had position, but he had little of value. He hadn't converted a single soul, nor even convinced one person that their wicked life was wrong. He probably lingered out of remorse, both for the loss of his stuff and for the loss of those he failed to talk to. Lot would be, from this point on, a lonely and broken man. Jesus really is coming back. Jesus is returning and his return is imminent at any time. That means there is no moment when he couldn't come back. And so it could be at any second. When he arrives, there won't be any lingering or thought. It will happen in the twinkling of an eye. The time is coming. Your family member that needs to hear again, the time is coming. The neighbor you wave to every morning, Jesus is really coming. Verse 17, the two men brought Lot and his family out of the city. Then one of the men said, run for your lives. Don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Run to the mountains or you will be destroyed. The words from the men's mouth are emphatic. Escape for your life. Verse 18, but Lot said to one of them, Lord, please don't force me to go so far. Lot pleaded with the Lord, Jehovah, the God-man, Jesus. Yes, it is the Lord, and he really, really is angry at sin. And he really, really will come to destroy sinners. The lamb is also the lion. Verse 19. You have been merciful and kind to me. You have saved my life. But I can't run to the mountains. The disaster will catch me and I will die. Look, that little town over there is not too far away. Let me run there. It's really just a little town. I'll be safe there. Instead of a flight to the distant mountains, which would include a trek up them as well, Lot asks the Lord for divine mercy on himself and his family. While doing this, he's actually calling for mercy on a town that was set for destruction. Thus, there is a demonstration of mercy, even in judgment apart from the righteous. A portion of the wicked would be spared, Maybe this was God's way of giving Lot a chance to tell the people of that town about him after failing to do so in Sodom. Verse 21. The angel said to Lot, Very well, I will allow you to do this also. I will not destroy that town, but run there fast. I cannot destroy Sodom until you are safely in that town. That town is named Zoar because it is little. Before this, the city was called Belar, meaning destruction. Ironically, the very name it held was a thing it didn't receive. Verse 23. 
The sun had already come up when Lot entered Zoar. The Lord sent a rain of burning sulphur down from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. The thought is that Jehovah caused it to rain from Jehovah. No distinction is to be inferred between the hidden and the manifested creator. The Lord who is seen on the earth is the Lord who calls down judgment, and he is the same Lord who sits enthroned in heaven, sending down that same judgment. Interesting, isn't it? We look at pictures of Jesus cuddling animals, and we sing songs about God loving all the children of the world. But the same Lord who blesses little children is the same Lord who looks with wrathful eyes at the wicked sins of all human beings. People who look too intently on one aspect of Jesus, like his love, while disregarding the others, are only deluding themselves. The same type of destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah will be used on the unrepentant world someday. Fire and brimstone in the lake of fire. These Old Testament pictures are given to us for warnings of what lies ahead. Verse 25. So the Lord destroyed those cities. He also destroyed the whole Jordan Valley, everyone living in the cities, and even all the plants. This is the end of all wickedness. All alike are bound under sin, and all alike will be judged, either in oneself or in a substitute. And only one substitute will satisfy the wrath of God that of his only begotten Son, his one and only Son. Verse 26. At that point, Lot's wife looked back. When she did, she became a pillar of salt. One of the seemingly incredible stories from the Bible, on a par perhaps with a donkey speaking and a prophet riding a chariot to heaven. And yet, it is what happened. Lot's wife, possibly named Iskar, became salt. For whatever reason, be it out of curiosity, the memory of secret sins pulling her back, or sadness at the loss of possessions or friends, she turned back to look. The divine warning had been given, and it was rejected. Today, such a person would be called an apostate. This is a person who has made a profession of faith, lives among the righteous, and who probably even acts like a believer. But they never truly believed. When they called on Jesus, they were lying in their heart. Maybe you're just like her. Inside, you just don't believe. Your eyes are looking back at the world in longing, and your thoughts have never really fixed on the Lord. Today would be a good day to change that. What about us living today? Will we turn from our grievous sin? Can our land repent and God's wrath allay? Or is it too late? Have we done ourselves in? With the Lord, mercy can be found if we humble ourselves from city to city. But if we don't turn our hearts around, the outcry against us will end the Lord's pity. O oh, sinful land, turn once again to Jesus. Let us give him honour and praise. When we do, 
He will show mercy on us, and we will walk in his light all of our days. Hallelujah and Amen.